and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. I am honestly a little disappointed in myself that I haven't been uploading podcast episodes as often as I wanted to. It's so crazy because looking back to when I first started the podcast, I was uploading episodes every week and I have no idea how I was doing that with my busy schedule and also being like, I think I started it in sophomore year, so at that point I was still like working really hard in school, like I'm not doing that now. So I don't know how I was doing that, but good for me at that time. But now I feel like it's more realistic to say that I'm uploading once a month, which sounds really bad, but don't worry, I'm hopefully not going to make it once a month and get better about my uploading schedule. I thought that since I was going to be a part-time student this semester and that I was only going to be juggling school and my internship with CFTA, that I'd have more time to focus on my personal projects, like this podcast, of course. But yeah, I was wrong. Um, For some reason, I am busier than I ever was being a full-time student. And, you know, now I have, you know, the the part-time student stuff, but I'm also doing freelance work and my internship as well. You know, even for school, even though I am a part-time student, I am taking two really big and important classes. The first obviously being my thesis class, which is taking up a lot of my time because, you know, I'm working on my final project for the semester and it's like, you know, it's everything that's basically led up to now in my graduation. And then the other class that I'm taking is a French intermediate class, which has honestly also been taking up a lot of my time because... The difficulty level is pretty intense from any other French class that I've taken and I want to learn as much as possible obviously before I graduate. So I'm taking all of the homework and assignments that I'm doing in that French class very seriously as well as my thesis class as well. So that's a little bit more about my course load this semester for those of you who don't already know. And in terms of work and my internship with CFDA, it has also been busier than ever because I feel like these next few months is really going to be like my testing period with them and I'll explain what that means. I've been interning with the CFDA for almost a culmination of two years now and as you guys know, I'm going to be graduating in a few months and looking for a full-time job, you know, in the fashion world and I'm really hoping that I can secure a full-time job with CFDA. So the reason why the next few months with them is so important is because I really have to put in the work to prove myself to them and that I'm an asset to the team to their team and to give them like further reason as to why they should hire me. That's a little piece of advice I would give all of you who are graduating soon and are looking for a full-time job in the next few months. If you're currently with a brand or company or like organization like I am, like I'm with a nonprofit organization, then um, and then you can see yourself with them long term, you should really put in the effort during that period of time that you have left with them to kind of go beyond and exceed their expectations of you so that there's no doubt in their mind for them to hire you after you graduate. And don't get me wrong, it's not to say that I wasn't putting my full effort or working hard in the last, you know, couple of years and couple of months I've been working with them because as you guys know, I have like worked my ass off and tried my hardest when it comes to like professional work. But definitely, I want to make sure that what I'm doing in these next few months is, you know, really exceeding all of their standards in order to keep me fresh in their mind when it comes to, 
hiring full-time employees and thinking about what my journey with them next is after this internship. And I do plan on doing a whole episode on the topic of finding a job after college for any of you that are interested in learning more about the whole process and whatnot. Even if you're not there yet, I think like if you're still like a freshman or sophomore, it's still really good to know what to look forward to in the next couple of years. And also I do realize that I've been talking a lot about CFDA and kind of putting a lot of hope into the fact that I end up working with them full-time in the future, but I just wanted to let you guys know that I am, of course, going to be applying for other, you know, jobs as well because, you know, we don't want to put all of our eggs in, you know, this one basket because the industry is kind of unpredictable these days. So yeah, that process hasn't exactly begun for me yet um, because it's still quite early to be looking for full-time jobs after graduation since, you know, that's in May and it's only you know, well, it's at the end of February now, but March and like early to mid-March is when I'm going to really start looking and applying for jobs and like inquiring with CFDA because you don't want to inquire too soon because then you realistically can't start that soon because you have to finish school. So yeah, that's a little bit about my future job prospects for y'all. Um, so that in that, you know, scenario, it's not that stressful for me yet because I am kind of betting a lot on working full-time with CFDA, but we're going to see how that goes, obviously, and if not, and if it doesn't work out, which is fine, we're going to have to just look for other stuff. So, I'm prepared to do that as well, and I'm also excited for that process. Also, I just wanted to, like, put out there that if I sound, like, different and if my voice sounds kind of low or raspy or whatever, it's just because I woke up, like, pretty much an hour ago. So, this is, like, one of those weird times that I'm recording a podcast in the morning because I usually, you know, record at night, but... Yeah, I just wanted to like wake up and it's a Friday and get this podcast out there for you guys so you can listen to it by the end of the day. So for today's episode, as you guys can tell by the title, there's not really any specific topic that I want to talk about today. I just wanted to share some exciting news with all of you as well as give you guys a little rundown on what's been going on in my life because February has been a really exciting month and just so much has happened. And I like keeping you guys updated on my life because it really feels like y'all have become a big part of my journey. And I always hear from each of you individually how these kinds of episodes inspire y'all to pursue your own dreams and go after the things that you want. So I hope that I can continue to do that in these episodes. And a little bit later on, I want to get into some exciting news. So I apologize for any of you who only came for that part but we'll get into it shortly towards the end of the episode. So, without further ado, what's been happening with me? I've been feeling really grateful lately because there's just been a lot of great things happening and more exciting things coming in the pipeline. Um, I don't know what it is about this month. Usually February's for me are kind of like lackluster. Nothing really crazy happens. Um, couple, There's like a lot of birthdays. I know a lot of people who have February birthdays, but you know, for me, nothing really that exciting. Yeah, but for this month, weirdly, for me, things are kind of just falling into place and I just have been really happy this month, which is like, it's not weird for me to be happy, but it's like, I've been constantly happy all the time. Um, So giving you guys a little rundown of what's been happening in the month of February, as many of you might know, February month is fashion month and from the 11th to the 16th of February, New York Fashion Week was occurring. So that was a little bit of a crazy time, but you guys know I love like hecticness and crazy fashion shit. So 
I don't know if you guys remember two years ago before the pandemic when I was, you know, interning with CFDA again during that time, I had the amazing opportunity to be a part of the New York Fashion Week happenings. And this year, I mean, that year, I attended so many shows because, you know, of course, with that CFDA clout, I got to attend events as well. And this year was a little different because of the fact that we're still, you know, going through COVID and a lot of designers were either not showing at all or they were doing digital activations, which is completely respectable during this time. I think a lot of designers during the pandemic learned how to not put so much pressure on themselves to, you know, push out and create collections. So the fashion weeks have become a lot less stressful for them in that regard. I remember when New York fashion weeks were so busy and I remember like all the major designers pushing out collections left and right and there were so many events and I think New York Fashion Week used to be a lot more stressful for not only the designers but for the people attending it than it is now. Now even you know like Marc Jacobs is not doing shows anymore and he hasn't shown for like two seasons I think so you know he's usually always the one to close out Fashion Week and it's just really refreshing to see these creators give themselves a break Um, creatively and to only put out collections when they feel like they really have something to share and show the world. You guys know I'm obviously out of that whole design phase of my life, but if I were to be doing design after college, I definitely wouldn't want to hold myself accountable to showing every season. And I'll get into this a little bit more when I talk about New York Fashion Week this season, but I just lately have been really enjoying being on the other end of things when I get to see the collections and attend the shows rather than being the person who's designing the collections and backstage all the time. And I mean, of course, I'm sure it's an incomparable feeling when you're backstage and seeing your own designs come down the runway. And I'll definitely, like, miss that feeling. Well, it's not that it's ever happened to me before, but I'll, like, miss the desire of that feeling. But I think I, like, relinquished that dream a long time ago when I decided to stop designing and when I decided that designing isn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. But yeah, anyway, getting back to the point I was making, this season, there weren't that many fashion shows that were in person, but it was still, you know, a very exciting time for the fashion industry because it was the first year since the pandemic where things started to feel somewhat normal again and where people were coming together again for fashion events and fashion happenings. So this year, I had the amazing privilege to be a part of, you know, some of what was going on because of the fact that I was working under the CFDA again And guys, I know I feel like I keep mentioning them in every episode when I talk about my career in fashion, but just working for them and even being associated with them has allowed me to gain so much ethos in the industry and I am beyond grateful for it because fashion, as you guys know, is an industry where a lot of your success comes from who you know and your connections. And that's not everything. I'm not saying that, you know, talent and hard work can't get you there, but It's kind of helpful to have your nose in high places and to know people because just that's just how the industry works and that's how a lot of industries work but fashion is just like you know top of the hill for that and you know just to amplify how true that actually is I you know got to attend your fashion events this season due to the fact that I worked under the CFDA Uh, nothing too crazy because again it's still COVID times and a lot of designers weren't showing but this was my first year attending New York Men's Day which occurred on the first day of New York Fashion Week on the 11th of February. And to be quite frank with y'all, I knew what New York Men's Day was, you know, like I've heard of it before, but I never actually looked into what it fully was or like how it was different from New York Fashion Week. And 
for me, it was really exciting to get the invite and to experience more of the men's landscape of fashion because I would say that I have a good grasp on a lot of women's wear brands and designers, but when it comes to men's fashion, it's a bit of an enigma for me. So with all that being said, New York Men's Day was presenting eight emerging menswear and genderless designers, as well as, you know, the current fall and fall 2022 collections from Perry Ellis America, who I think was like the main sponsor of that event. So, you know, it was basically this one huge presentation showing some of the emerging menswear designers of the season. And there was an afternoon session and an evening session, both which I attended, which was kind of tiring because... There was a huge, like, four-hour gap in between them, so I had to, like, find something to do in the city. Yeah, the morning designers consisted of A. Potts, Perry Ellis America, Stan, Teddy Von Ronson, William Frederick, and the evening designers consisted of Atelier Cillian, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, Clara Sun, Nicholas Rafsky, and then Perry Ellis America, and then the Academy of New York. Um, So I honestly hadn't heard a lot of the designers that were presenting until that day because... Again, I'm not familiar with menswear, but I definitely did my research before attending the presentations, so I got to learn more about the designers, and also, like, I got to learn more about them, obviously, while attending the shows and to see what kind of designs that they did. Yeah, so it was an incredible experience to just be able to be involved with the fashion industry again and feel like you're getting this inside scoop into the realm of fashion. Like, I know a lot of times the fashion industry and the fashion weeks are very romanticized and glamorized, which I don't disagree with. They definitely are. The reality of fashion weeks are very different from what is portrayed all throughout social media and in movies, you know. But despite all of that glamorization and romanticism, it really is at its roots just, just a time of, like, celebration because, you know, for the fashion industry, just a time of celebration for the fashion industry and... I truly felt that in the moment when I was at those presentations because you could see the face of like leading models, editors, designers, journalists, and just thought leaders in the fashion world that were all coming together in this one room to support these emerging designers. And it really was just a breath of fresh air to me and I've come to appreciate these events a lot more than to look at them at like these really dramatized social situations. And maybe that's because I'm still in the early stages of my career. I don't know, you know, maybe when I talk about this topic in like a couple of years down the line, I'll be so over it and I'll be like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Like if they're whatever, these fashion shows are whatever. Um, But right now at this point in time, it really just like opened my eyes to how beautiful the industry is and how beautiful it can be. But without blabbing too much about this one day, I also got the chance to see familiar faces from the people that I work with, and it made me really happy because obviously I hadn't seen a couple of people um, who I'd work with because of the pandemic, you know, transitioning everyone remotely, so it was a lot of fun in that regard, and I just, I love seeing people that I haven't seen in a while. But guys, there were a lot of pinch me moments throughout this month, and one of them actually happened at this event at New York Men's Day. And so allow me to explain the entire story to you all. Um, If any of you are following my social media accounts like Instagram, you will have already known this because I posted about it immediately. And I do apologize in advance to have to hear me talk about it again. But so it's like this known thing for all the fashion weeks that, you know, the street style aspect of fashion week is like an essential and crucial thing. 
the fashion weeks, especially New York Fashion Week, is also just an exciting excuse to get all dressed up, you know, either in the designer you're seeing the show for or just to wear crazy cool outfits, outfits that you normally wouldn't wear and that show your self-expression. And so I kind of wanted to dress up a little more than I usually would, you know, on a regular basis. Nothing too crazy, but it was, you know, my first in-person fashion week back again and I actually got invited to events, so I thought, why not? So that being said, the day that I went to New York Men's Day, I wore a little outfit, again, nothing too crazy, but something that I just wouldn't normally wear to, like, school or something. And guys, while I was walking to these presentations that day, I noticed that there were a lot of street photographers closer to the event that, you know, were taking people's photos. And I noticed when I was walking closer and closer to the venue, they were taking my photo. And so, you know, of course I stayed calm and just presented like I was like this confident person walking to my event because, I mean, that's what I was doing. But, you know, I was definitely a little shy in front of the cameras. But yeah, so I like walked down and kind of just like pretended I was on my phone or did any of the things that I see like people do in like street style photos and stuff. And I honestly, one of my dreams is, was getting street style for New York Fashion Week. And I know that sounds kind of silly and you guys are like probably like dream hire or whatever, but it just means a lot to me because I grew up seeing a lot of fashion people and models getting street style during New York Fashion Week. And I always wanted to be important enough to get street styled. So, you know, a couple of days passed after that event and I was just so curious. I was like, wait a minute, like I remember these people taking photos of me and I was wondering if any of these photos that these people took of me ended up on the street style photos for New York Fashion Week. So I kind of went on a little scavenger hunt on my downtime, which I never really have any downtime, so I don't know how I found the time to do this, but was looking for them on... And, you know, on Getty Images, because truth be told, I had no idea who took my photo, so I didn't know where to start looking. Like, I didn't even know if I could go on Instagram and hashtag New York Fashion Week, look, look for the photos there. But I just thought, you know, good old Getty would ha maybe have that. So I check into Getty and look up the exact event that day that was going on was. So New York Men's Day presentations, they had like an, a three style um, category for it. And I scroll through three or four pages and truth be told, I see my image of me walking down the street to that venue on Getty Images. So I'm basically freaking out at that point because never in a million years did I think that I'd make it onto Getty Images, let alone for Fashion Week. And for some of you, that might sound so dumb and not that big of a deal. But for me, it was just something, again, that I saw people when I was growing up and hoping to be a part of that fashion experience. Um... Yeah, so for any of you who are curious about as to, you know, how those photos turned out, you can find them on my social media because I was just way too happy about it. I had to post it right away when they first came out. But yeah, that was just a crazy day for me and I literally sent the photos to everyone that I knew, including my parents, and was like, I made it onto Getty. And yeah, it was just a cool experience for me and now I'm really going to try hard these next few fashion weeks to get photographed because now I knew that I can make it once, I can make it again. Moving on to the craziness of Fashion Week, the next day, one of the days, um, I was also helping out my Alexander Wang fam during the market week for Fashion Week, and they weren't showing any collections or anything, like on a runway, but they were presenting their collections to buyers that week, so I was assisting them um, on a freelance level. And if this is your first time hearing about me working with Alexander Wang, I do and have been freelance 
doing freelance temp work with them for a while now and it's just something I've been doing on the side and nothing serious so that's that but I do love working with them a great deal so it's not to say that I won't explore future opportunities with them but for right now it's on a freelance level so that's what I was doing for one of the other days and now um for some more exciting stuff the next day and I think this was like a Wednesday the 16th so like the last day of fashion week I was attending the Claudia Lee show, which I actually got an invite to and, and a seat assignment. And for those of you who are not familiar with Claudia Lee, she is a Singaporean designer who actually did her MFA from Parsons. So she's a Parsons alumni and ever since she started her brand, she's kind of gained like this cult following on social media because her brand is, you know, super unique in a way that it's like colorful, quirky, and she uses a lot of unique silhouettes, prints, colors, and different uses of materials. I was actually introduced to her brand through CFDA and that's where I got to learn more about the designer and the brand itself. So it was just super amazing and cool to have actually gotten an invite to her show and also again I'm gonna freak out and say a seat assignment because you know a couple years ago I was getting invites to shows um, but I was, like, having standing assignments, so to get an invite to a show and getting a seat for me is, like, this super big deal, and especially from a designer that I really respected, it meant the world to me, and I just hope to continue getting amazing opportunities like this down the road. So the show itself was, you know, cool and amazing, of course. The collection uh, she presented was definitely a lot more sporty and cool girl than what she's shown in her past seasons, but it was still really refreshing to see the designer take a different approach to her namesake label. Also, it was just surreal being at the show because I also saw and met a lot of influencers and content people that I've been looking up to for the longest time now. Um, and to be in the same room as these people just made me really look at my life and say, wow, I made it to this point. I had the amazing opportunity to meet Ashley from Best Dressed for the second time. I met her two years ago at an, um, at an Alice Olivia presentation and I don't, she didn't remember me of course, but she's just someone who I watched and followed all throughout my young life. So to meet her in person and for her to say like incredibly sweet words to me was just like, it, I just like, how did these things happen? Like it's crazy. So that was my crazy and surreal New York Fashion Week experience this season. Again, nothing too insane, but it just was super surreal for me just to see how far I've come all these years from, you know, I've, I've mentioned this time and time again, you know, starting out and working backstage at fashion shows, I was doing volunteer work, um, free labor all the time, and then I was also, like, working the doors and, like, you know, getting people's, seeing people's invites and letting them in, to now being at that point where I'm able to sit down in a show and just take it all in. It really was a full 360 moment for me and it's something that I am incredibly grateful for but also incredibly incredibly proud of myself for to see how far I've come um, and make it in just a couple of years. In terms of other life stuff and this is not something that I'll usually talk about on here because I don't really want to bore y'all with all the details but your girl's also officially in a relationship and I'm sure obviously that's contributing a lot to my mood these days and why I'm like feeling really happy and why February has also been like the best month for me so far but and I'm sure some of you are probably like what is happening and thinking that this is completely coming out of nowhere which 
it kind of is because I don't really talk about that relationship stuff on here. But yes, it is true. I am dating someone now and I've been super happy these past few months since I've met him to have someone in my life again. And y'all know that I am like and have always been super independent, you know, the girl by the girl bossing type of person. And, you know, I always want to be on that grind and doing something at all times and working on myself and my career. And while that's all still true and it's still very, you know, me, it's been nice to also have someone in my life who has similar ambitions and who supports me and acts as a motivating factor in my life. So like I said, I'm not going to get too much into like mushy, gushy details. I'm not going to like share everything about him and fucking say everything. But yeah, I just wanted to update y'all on this because it's, you know, been this important recent development in my life. And I just feel so close to you guys at the end of the day and you guys are my close friends and this is something that I've been wanting to share with you guys and let you know because I'm sure it's going to contribute a lot to my life and, you know, the ups and the downs. We also met at a rock climbing gym, so how cute is that literally? And I've always joked around that I'd find my soulmate at the rock climbing gym and it's just weird that I may have been right. Like, it's so... It's literally so weird. Every time I joke around about something, it ends up happening and being true. Um, like, when I was in Ohio doing the internship with ANF, I was like, oh, what if I meet, like, a guy here? Like, how funny would that be? And then, I don't know if I even told you guys that, but I did meet a guy there and, like, um, we had a thing, like, briefly. But, anyway, moving on. I'm finally gonna get into the exciting news that you guys have been probably waiting all episode to hear about. And if you're already following me on Instagram, again, I already spilled the news on there, so it's not going to be that much of a surprise, so sorry if you were waiting for something more, but for all of you who are not following me on there, I'm very pleased to tell you that I have been selected as a mentee for a program called Woman at Dior, which is a woman leadership and sustainability mentorship program led by Christian Dior and UNESCO. So I'm going to, you know allow me to explain my whole process of how I even applied for it and why I even wanted this mentorship in the first place. And I know to a lot of you, this is also another surprise because I, I didn't even mention anything on here about even applying to it. But I've always throughout my career wanted to kind of take part in like a mentorship of some kind. I've seen a lot of people in my school get mentorship opportunities and I also see a lot of students through CFDA um, with mentors in other companies. So I wanted to experience, you know, getting mentored it, you know, getting mentored at some point in my career um, because mentorships work kind of differently than jobs or internships do. They're more learning and educational experiences, whereas jobs and internships are more like work experiences. And it's not to say mentorships can't lead to work experiences, but for the most part, you'll find that a lot of the ones offered out there are more educationally and learning based. But anyway, all of that being said, I kind of stumbled upon this opportunity a little late in the game because it was late January and my school parson sent out this opportunity bulletin with all of these like mentorships, scholarships, and internships that we keep our eye out. And prior to hearing about this um, Dior and UNESCO mentorship program from Parsons, I had honestly never heard about it before just because there is so much saturation in terms of like what is being offered out there that you just don't always hear about every single opportunity. Even for someone like me who's like who like y'all think that is like always on their game and always knows the internships and scholarships out there like no there's like probably like thousands of stuff that I don't know about 
that are probably really great opportunities and oppor- great opportunities for myself as well. But I just, you know, there's just way too much out there. So I will give my school props in that regard because at least at the very bare minimum, they share with us these opportunities that we wouldn't otherwise find elsewhere. So yeah, as soon as they sent that email out, my my interest was immediately locked onto this opportunity and I spent that entire day reading up on the program and learning everything I could about this mentorship program before I obviously applied to it. And you know when you see that thing or opportunity that just like embodies you completely and you look at it and you're just like, oh my god, it's literally a culmination of everything that I've ever worked for at this point. Well, that was this opportunity for me. Literally from the moment I read the description and what it was about, I was like, this is the mentorship for me and this has been the opportunity that I've been waiting for. Literally, like the whole thing embodies, you know, everything that I try to do, like empowering young women in fashion and like this hope of sustainable futures. What better program could you have imagined that would fit my past and present experiences? So I really put everything I had into the application for this program and As I mentioned before, I kind of heard about it later than expected, so I had like a little less than a week to work on the application. But honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way because I hate it when you have so much time between doing the application and sending it out because then, you know, that just means that you have to wait so long to hear back about decisions and I am so impatient and I hate the waiting game, so I just want to know right away, like, did I get in or did I not get in? Yeah, I only like when there's a lot of time if I need a lot more time on the edit, on the set application. So if the application's like easy piece of lemon squeezy, then I'd rather just have one week, submit it, hear back from them, bada bing, bada boom, like all that shit. So to my surprise, I literally heard back from them two weeks after I submitted my application, which I wasn't expecting at all because usually these like big organizations, they take like forever because they get a lot of applicants and stuff. So um, yeah. And you guys will never believe where I found it out. I found out that I got into the program on the train on my way to the Claudia Lee runway show. So as you can imagine, that was just like a super crazy day for me and an alarming time. But yeah, don't even ask how I found it out on the train. I just have a habit of checking my emails like every legit second. And, you know, I refreshed my email while I was on the train to the Claudia Lee show because I was bored, of course. And There I saw the email that said, that started with the header. It didn't even say congrats. It was just like, woman at Dior news. So I'm just like, okay, news, is it bad news? Is it good news? And luckily it was good news. But I don't know, you guys, it's just crazy to me because that was just such an amazing opportunity and it was an international program. So there were definitely amazing applicants from all over the world who were going for the same opportunity and... You guys know, of course, that I'm usually very confident about getting things and that doesn't come a place from, that doesn't come from a place of cockiness, but more that I'm very confident in my work abilities and also my past experiences, giving me that confidence to believe in myself. But for some odd reason, I just had a lot of doubts about getting this particular opportunity. So originally, I didn't even tell that many people that I applied for it because I didn't want to get my hopes up and whatnot. And like, obviously, I didn't even tell you guys about it. Um, so, but obviously now I can tell you guys because I got the mentorship and I'm really excited to begin in the next couple of months. And for those of you who are wondering, like, how the hell am I going to be juggling this with, you know, me, me getting ready for graduation and then also doing my internship at CFDA and then some freelance stuff. Don't you worry. This intern, 
this mentorship, sorry, it's not an internship, was created to be in tandem with university students' schedules. So it's very much flexible and meant to aid whatever we're doing in school and our professional lives. So yeah, don't y'all worry. I'm not taking on more than I can chew. And I'm also not superwoman either. Like I have my limits and lately I've been needing a lot of like breaks and like rest times to like focus on me and not just do work every second. So I would advise all of you to do the same because those moments are super important. So I know I talked a lot about me applying to the program, but not too much about like what the program actually is. Um, So it's basically this one year long mentorship program where we get paired up with a mentor directly from Dior and we also get access to exclusive courses and learnings, invitations to interviews with women leaders, friends of the House of Dior, the LVMH group and UNESCO. And also the main part of it is towards the end of the year, we get to put our learnings into action with something they call the Dream for Change project and we also get the chance to participate in a dedicated global conference which I think is in Paris, so do not quote me, you guys, but if I get to go to Paris, I will die of happiness. Um, Yeah, so a lot of things, but overall, I just think that this is going to be a really rewarding experience, and for me to meet a lot of people and make connections with both, you know, people that I'll be mentored with, as long as those at the House of Dior and UNESCO. So it's going to be a really fun journey and of course I'm going to share every little detail with you guys as I go throughout my experience as I did with the whole ANF thing which I'm honestly glad I did because a lot of you told me how helpful it was for you to gain more insight on the experience and how it helped you make a decision of applying for that opportunity. So yeah, I do think that they have this opportunity every year so maybe this is something that y'all want to look into for yourselves for the next year because it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, that is going to be it for today's episode. I'm sorry that this was a really long episode and it was just me like talking about my life, but I promise I will be back soon with another episode. So, you know, not to let you guys off for another month again. I already have like kind of another episode in the works. So hopefully that'll be coming out shortly after this one. I just, you know, have missed you guys as you guys can tell, like by the inflection of my voice about like how happy I am to be speaking to the mic again. And as always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're not already, if you're liking what you're hearing. Um, If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. And I love you guys so much and see you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.